0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Dis Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 332 for the week of August 21st, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. Mary Jo is still traveling in Europe or something like that. Spain. Maybe Epcot, I don't know. In is she running show, with the bulls? She may be, yes. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe.
1: I think the bulls would run the other way for Mary <laughs> Jo, <might>. frankly. <laughs> <In> <laughs> but she's having a little bit of time.
0: In this week's show, I take a look at the Cortona Inn and Suites. That plus, sounds my,
2: very Spanish. I think we have a theme Spanish. here.
0: Spanish, yes. Too bad Mary Jo's not here to talk about it. <laughs> and Michael discusses the artists and their relationship with the little golden books. So dig, dig through your closet and find your little golden books when you listen to that segment. All that plus this week's news. Roundtable rapid fire and our disports thread of the week on this edition of the Dis Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey there, hi there, ho there.
1: We never give you crap during the opening the marks. What what's what's up, up with us this week? <laughs> us.
3: You're the one who gave crap.
1: No, I just, I think we're feisty for a Monday night.
2: Because <laughs> school started. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey Tony, did you love that little um? That little special Facebook thing that uh, who was it? Was that Danine sent us today?
3: That would require me uh, to be looking on Facebook. If you haven't noticed, I haven't been on for a while. It's kind of my flag in, in the moon. The anti she tried to
1: thing. tag you, but I did tag you. Um, they sent us a lovely talking about the uh, dehumanization of Darth Vader. Oh, good. Nice. She sent me a lovely <laughs> girls Darth Vader costume with pink.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you Princess, know what?
3: I talked about that today at lunch. One of my coworkers had a little R two D two, uh, yeah, lapel, whatever you call tie thing, the little metal thing you put on a tie. Yeah, yeah. and Ty- thank you, tie clip. Yeah. And I asked him, and he agreed.
0: Tie tack. Uh, Just
2: saying.
0: <laughs> All right. Any housekeeping? I do. Go ahead,
2: Michael. I wanted to remind folks about the Fall um, Dapper Days at Disneyland for 2014. It is from Friday, September 12th to the 13th at the Disney Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. And they're calling this the Dapper Day Fall Soiree because a soiree is an evening party. And because of the heat... Uh, most of the festivities are in the evening
0: Are they on Friday evening or Friday evening or both do you know
2: but um it is Friday from 12 until 12 noon until 9 p.m. and okay. Saturday from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Okay. So and they do have a, a lot of the the same events that they have they will have the the Grand Californian they'll have their expo marketplace where you can get that sophisticated vintage and contemporary clothing and accessories. And they will also have their official after-party folly Friday night um, from 10.30 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Jazz Kitchen in downtown Disney with live music and dancing. And they will have their styling suite once again, Friday, September 12th, at the Disney's Grand Californian Hotel. And anyway, so, of course, Dapper Day events are meant to showcase you at your best and all manner of elegant attire is encouraged from vintage inspired classics to chic contemporary looks and so the one thing that they will not be offering this year is the the traditional cruise around the rivers of america on the mark twain because the mark twain will be down for refurbishment yes but there will be there are a lot of other watercraft plowing the rivers so i'm sure that there will be <laughs> so um, other opportunities to sail take
0: davy crockett canoe and you in your, in
2: your that's finest right. that's right uh, also
0: okay. also that weekend that's the first day of halloween time at the disneyland resort so haunted oh. mansion holiday will be up and space mountain ghost galaxy and all that kind of stuff
1: so. Excellent. can i wear can your I
2: vintage just- halloween costumes Mm-hmm.
1: Can I just mention that pinupgirl.com has a huge sale with a sale on a sale this week? So, ladies, shop away.
0: I'm going to wear my Casper the Friendly Ghost costume with the plastic mask.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. The mask, the the costumes we wore as kids. Those were so awful. Oh, my God, yeah.
2: (laughs) And also, we will have a link to the Dapper Days website in our show notes and also included our. is information on special rates for hotels and park tickets. There are special rates at all three of the Disneyland Resort hotels, as well as uh, rates at a couple of the Good Neighbor hotels, which Tom has reviewed Very in cool. some of our past episodes. So, anyway, so take a look and enjoy being um, dapper, dapper days at <laughs> yes, Disneyland. There
0: you go. Speaking of the Good Neighbor hotels, I was with my vacation and stuff. I, I got behind on the blog, so I finally was able to put up the blog for the Camelot Inn, which is the one I reviewed like four weeks ago, so that is up, so you can take a look for that, and then, of course, the one for the Cortona Inn will be up this week, so you can take picture, take a look at the pictures while we, while you listen. Um, Any other housekeeping? Tony, nothing? Good. What good? Uh... Come on,
1: <laughs> People hey, like hearing we, we, we come up something, housekeeping. You usually
0: come up with something interesting. So, Nancy, what do you have?
1: I was gonna say Tony has a critical piece of housekeeping. I do. Didn't you have something about Roscoe's? No, that was no. Rapid
0: fire.
1: Oh, never mind then. I didn't.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Yes, no,
3: I do have a housekeeping.
0: During okay. rapid fire, uh, I'm going to talk about Roscoe's. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, don't forget about our Arizona meet coming up October 24th through the 26th in Phoenix, Arizona. Tony will feed you, and we'll have lots of fun and auctions and. True. And Tony's not paying attention.
2: I'm paying attention.
0: What was I I'm going to say? I'm gonna feed him. Well, they're like
3: babies.
2: He's working on his rapid fire. He's working on his rapid fire. No,
3: I'm fire. paying attention. You said Tony's gonna to feed me. What I couldn't come up with a smart ass comment
0: to say. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. I'm gonna feed him. So um make sure you make sure you uh, if you're thinking about think about coming to Arizona, book that now. Uh we need they need their they need your support, so I'll make sure we put, as always, a link in the show notes page to the information on that. Also, don't forget about Podcast Cruise 5.0. That's coming up in, what, 100-and-something days, November 30th of this year, on the beautiful Disney Magic. I'm looking forward to seeing that. That is a Western Caribbean cruise going to Cozumel, Grand Cayman, and Jamaica. And I'm not t- attempting the accent. I was getting ready to, and I was like, no, I can't. I know. I don't mm-hmm. do also, don't forget about the, the Royal Caribbean Alaska cruise with the Diz and Dreams Unlimited Travel. That's coming up June 15, uh, June 12th of 2015. There's a special going on at Royal Caribbean right now, so you might want to check that out. Um, additional onboard credits and things like that, and reduced deposits. and um, So check with Tracy and see if... That will apply to you or help you out. Uh, for both of those cruises, you want to contact Tracy Heinrichs. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y-H at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Any other housekeeping? Good? Okay. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you want to email us and get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at uh, Links to anything we talk about, you can find at our show notes page of disunplug.com. Also, want to mention that if you um, are on Facebook or on Twitter, be sure to f- to friend us or follow us on on Twitter and Facebook. We will accept your friend's requests, except for Tony. Um, I'm kidding. No, that's uh,
3: true. I don't go on. Now, okay, go on You know Facebook, when you've not but, done something for so long, you're like, guess what? I don't do it. And then you become yeah. like all proud and uppity and like kind of arrogant about not doing it. Well, maybe that's just me. But that's yeah, now where, that's, that's, that's now where true. I am. Now I'm kind of like. It's like I'm excited that I haven't done it for so long.
0: But on on our show notes page they'll have we'll have we have links to all of our Twitter and uh, Facebook accounts, mm-hmm. so be sure to follow us Because I I'm 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 like the J
3: D. Salinger of podcasting. Thank you, good night. You okay? I'll see you later. That was great
0: reference. <laughs> I'm at like nine hundred and forty eight Twitter followers. I want to get to a thousand before
1: Oh, are you trying to join the Florida contest Yeah, I know, about but they're, they're way ahead My
3: goal of is me, to get so. to get down to zero. I'm just going opposite.
1: <laughs> you know what? He's
0: trying to alienate yeah. everyone.
1: Follow me if you want. I don't mind. If you don't mind being bored <laughs> okay. occasionally. No, I don't mind you following me. I'm all say, for you. I'm
0: not offering you much.
3: <laughs> but that's kind of who I am, really. If you think that's about good. it, yes. give and I'll just just take and I don't give. <laughs>
2: Oh my. Well, at least there's no sense of false expectations <laughs> Exactly! There. I'm
0: being honest! is <laughs> the best policy, right? Alright, with that we will head oh over my. to Tony with the news. Okay,
3: speaking of it's,
0: taking, Speaking of expectations. Yes!
3: The most excited I've ever
0: been to do a news
3: story ever. Rock guitarist Slash <laughs> has composed the first original score that will be featured in a maze at Universal Studios' annual Halloween Horror Nights. Nice. It has become a major draw and revenue generator for the company's theme park business. Like, we didn't know that. Clowns 3D Music, it's called by Slash, will only be featured at the company's Hollywood theme park, Eat That Orlando, and revolve around the psychological disorder known as, I got to read this, Chlorophobia. Nancy, I know you've probably studied it. Fear Fear of clowns? Good job. Way to infer from the context clues. Yes, An extreme and irrational fear of clowns.
1: No, <laughs> well, you
0: know. There's nothing irrational about no, clown fear no, of clowns. No, I agree. No.
2: The maze will be I Wonder if Ronald McDonald and Bozo will be in there. Well, if you
1: I don't know, but Lily will throw that hat in that brand new Happy Meal box in with that. I think it's creepy. And, and
3: on a personal note, I heard and Michael's really good about not saying things about it. I heard Global Hygiene Revolution was going to write the score. <laughs> But at the last minute, you guys pulled out for some reason.
2: Yes, we're going to write the score for the the new SeaWorld tank that you're going to be talking about. Oh,
3: okay. Yes, (laughs) all right.
2: It's a better fit. I think so. I I think so. Well, all the water, you know. Oh, my
1: God. Where the heck did I put my hip boots, man? (laughs) The waiters need to come out of the closet. (sighs) It's getting deep in here.
3: I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, okay, the maze will be set inside the Sweet Licks Frozen Clown Pops Family Amusement Center, a dilapidated roadside attraction. What the heck? Okay, remember, this is for adults, this Sweet isn't for Licks kids. Sweet Licks
1: Frozen Clown Pops.
3: Family Amusement <laughs> Center. Sweet Licks, the guitar, that's what I'm thinking they're going for. Oh. i play on words.
1: Okay, fine, um, fine, fine. Okay, i
3: And probably the entendre, too. I
1: forgot about this. I forgot about Slash. Sorry. a
3: dilapidated roadside attraction and one-time thriving ice cream factory run by deranged siblings and their mad clown father sweet licks the, i <laughs> love that i'm i would go now just cuz of the slash thing i'd be scared I, I, if you look at the youtube video it's frightening oh my the former member of Gun, this is just for me i'm reading this paragraph just and anybody else who cares um the former member of Guns and roses snake pit and velvet revolver Joins Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, and Black Sabbath, who have also designed mazes for Universal in the past. I had no idea. Did you guys know that?
1: Well, you know, heavy metal and and horror all goes together.
3: There you go. Make sure you pronounce those last O-Rs. Okay. I'm a huge fan of Halloween Horror Nights. Took you guys a while to get that one. And was inspired to partner with Universal Studios Hollywood because they are the founders of creating extreme horror, Slash said. I've been composing music for as long as I can remember and jumped at the chance to be an Integral part of this year's event and create the original score for this creepy clown maze. I can't wait to see the fans' reactions and will be first in line to experience the maze myself. Halloween Horror Nights start September 19th in Hollywood and Orlando. Just days. Interesting how this works out. Just days after Slash releases his next album. World on Fire on September 16th with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. He recently completed the Let Rock Rule world tour with Aerosmith. I should have gone. So, John Murdy of Universal Studios Hollywood and executive producer of Halloween Horror Night says, it's an honor to collaborate with one of the most iconic rock legends around. From the moment I heard Slash's original composition for The Maze, I immediately knew he got it. As the vibe and feel of his score are so right on. He captured the exact tone we were looking to convey to our guests, and it's great having Slash be a part of this incredible event.
2: I'm so how is Halloween Universal's Halloween Horror Nights different from Not Scary Farm's Haunt?
0: Slash, I
2: think it's similar. Is it okay? I was wondering is is Universal more intense? They have more big names.
3: I'm thinking the Universal seems more intense. If you look at the video for this thing, it's like the clown is like. Got like blood under his fingernail. Like this guy's frightening. I don't know.
1: I would. I would assume it is is much more of an intense type thing. I mean, it, the big thing about Universal is it's got the name recognition. It's got the television shows. It's got the, you know the whole Walking Dead thing. You know, it's got all those um, little. Um, oh properties that they can i mean knots right. doesn't have as many properties right. it can draw it can draw from for its
0: but they're still um, scary right
1: i mean they're still scary but i mean as far as getting people purely on branding right and name brand type yeah. things they have elvira. Um, universal on. owns a lot of the properties but you know what how many modern kids really know who elvira I is i playing I, I'm just saying, I mean, That's I love Elvira. I think Elvira, Elvira's fab, but...
0: That's for the dads. <laughs> yeah, the
3: old dads. Idea. The old dads. I remember her when I was a kid. Like, okay. Are you
1: calling Tom old? Yes. If... Oh my god, you called Tom old. I did?
3: Well, no, but Elvira was like, oh yeah, I remember her when I was a little kid.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Anyway, yeah. She's no slash. She's no <laughs> slash. <laughs> And okay. neither are you. That, that was so profound. <laughs> um, thank you. I'm not Slash. I know you are. That's gonna be my first Facebook post when I get back on. I am not Slash. <laughs> That's gonna be it. Okay.
1: I'm sorry. I just didn't no. Know I, I
3: whatever. You. Um. So global hygiene. Hi- okay. You
1: feel the love. Yes.
3: Global hygiene revolution has announced. <laughs> <laughs> That along with SeaWorld, they have unveiled the Blue World Project, an initiative that would create a 10 million gallon in its tank, in its sandy, or habitat, whatever you want to call it, in its San Diego Park for orcas, measuring 1.5 acres, 50 feet in depth, and 350 feet in length. The tank will be twice the size of the current tank and include a fast water current for whales to swim against. The project will open in 2018, In San Diego, before moving on to SeaWorld's other locations in Orlando and San Antonio.
0: Oh, we get it first. Nice, okay.
3: Well, that's... We get it if SeaWorld's still open by 2018. Yeah. SeaWorld CEO and President Jim Atchison said the following in a statement. Through up-close and personal encounters, the new environment will transform how visitors experience killer whales. Our guests will be able to walk alongside the whales as if they were at the shore, watch them interact at depths found in the ocean or a bird's-eye view from above. The project has the approval of the San Diego City Council President, Todd Gloria, who told reporters he is grateful to SeaWorld for the investment in these new facilities. In addition, the company announced it will provide $10 million to support research sponsored by the National Oceanic... I said that wrong, but that's okay. I want to pronounce it that way. Oceanic and Atmospheric... administration Thank you. I'm aware of how I was supposed to pronounce the A. Okay. I was making fun of myself there. <sighs> Thank you. National Ocean. Now, you know what? N-O-A-A. On threats to killer whales and to create programs to protect ocean health. You know, as a teacher, when you interrupt people reading, it doesn't help their confidence. But luckily, since it's Nancy, I just ignore it. Okay. Yes, I went there. Okay. Thank you. Still, SeaWorld released... In addition to this news, a disappointing earnings report showing their net income and revenue had fallen far below Wall Street expectations with a total of about $40 million less than analysts had expected. Their credit rating per Standard & Poor's also plunged to BB minus from BB. The negative outlook reflects our belief that the company faces significant challenges regarding reputational risk and potential improvements in operating performance beyond 2014, Standard & Poor's said. SeaWorld has commented on the decline, stating in its earnings release that the company, in quotes, believes attendance in the quarter was impacted by demand pressures related to recent media attention surrounding proposed legislation in the state of California. And, in addition, if we can make it any worse, sorry, Global Hygiene Revolution, I'm worried about the soundtrack (laughs) making it, Southwest Airlines and SeaWorld have ended a nearly 30-year-old corporate partnership. So, I think we can
2: discuss this. If you've well, seen- And the, black, and blackfish, obviously. Yeah, well, like,
3: I think- Film. I'd really be willing to do a churro bet that SeaWorld's not around much longer. I hate to say it. Like, I love- But, obviously, there. this is not something that they were discussing 18 months ago. I mean, can anybody believe that 18 months ago, they were gonna do this $10 million new- Right. Habitat? And if you – they sent it you – know, they sent out an email just to give a little more information before uh, – sorry, I apologize. They have a whole thing about – it's a, it's a beautiful-looking facility.
1: It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, and,
2: it's incredible.
3: Yeah, and it says uh, – and then they have unprecedented research as part of their statement. We are committed to conducting future research through the Blue World Project that will lead to increased understanding and care of animals both in our parks and in the wild. These transformational environments and innovative features focused on husbandry and animal care will offer SeaWorld's animal health professionals and independent scientists unique access to the whales that can lead to a better understanding and care of the animals, both in parks and in the wild. And then they talk about the ten million dollars that they added in terms of the the place itself. It will it's nearly double of the existing facility. It says it will allow for increased engagement with the killer whales. And the whole fast water current. I like the idea and it's exciting. I'm just scared that it might not matter.
1: People? You know, it's how long has Disney been pulling its butt out of its...
3: No. You know,
1: out of its competition?al thing? I realize... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Are they keeping animals
3: in captivity that there's been a movie about telling them they shouldn't?
1: You know, the, that movie also has a lot of, um, how shall we say, stage spin and heavy There's spins. There's a lot of misrepresentations. Okay. But a lot of, people, a lot of people believe the misrepresentations that's, so in that's there. Why it's and the experts and such. That's
3: why it's irrelevant. Okay, You're not on a podcast going to be able to convince people to, stop, to not go to SeaWorld. But the numbers show that people, since that film came out, have stopped going to SeaWorld and but, then they're going to spend $20 And now it's as stuff. a business
1: is a business it's SeaWorld's drive and focus and I can see this as a business, they have to figure out how to rescue and save their well, business. Well, this is what they're... I,
0: th- I, think th- I think they waited too long. That's
1: what that. I'm saying. They did. Okay. They should have done this a long time ago because, let's face it, animal shows have been outdated. Um, of this nature have been outdated in zoos and other experience areas. But, you know, frankly, people asked for those shows. People wanted to go to SeaWorld to see the killer whale shows, to do this, to do that. And then all of a sudden, a generation of people have been told, oh, it's not, you know, all of a sudden their eyes have been opened and it's not PC anymore. So now you're working on a PC drive. Okay, what is PC? So how do we go about, how do we fix it? Frankly, I think this they've got a very ambitious schedule to get this open by the time they say they're going to open this project. And the next question is, how are they going to focus? How are they going to use the, you know, how much of the training are they going to get rid of? How much of the quote-unquote shows around the other place? People flock to those shows. Those shows are hardly empty whenever they run.
0: Well, especially in because and the San Diego Park doesn't have as many rides as the Orlando, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah. And this is going to be an amazing opportunity for SeaWorld to break new ground and reinvent itself. Mm -hmm. I think it's And if it can succeed in San Diego, if it can go through and it can succeed in San Diego, granted, it's not trying to succeed in Orlando. You need to ask yourself, why aren't they trying the Orlando Park I think they're doing it wrong. The Orlando Park is where they came, is where the problem originated. You know, it's where the last, um, tell whatever his name is, the last accident happens.
3: Yeah, but I don't. I I disagree. I'm going to disagree with you 500. percent First, see where they shouldn't be doing it in San in San Diego because you've got California. California. Yeah. Leans more to the left, and those that's where you've got. If you go down to the. the um, the La Jolla Cove, there are people protesting every day, like maybe five of them, saying "Don't go near the seals."
0: Five of them. Yeah, but but
3: well,
1: they're the point... all they're all paid by PETA. Okay, but that's not. I don't.
3: I'm not. I don't care who they're paid by. I'm just saying it happens in California. It doesn't happen in, and I don't care really. To be perfectly honest, yeah, it
1: does. Orlando gets protesters. Not, and don't think that they don't. Not. I mean, not th- California is
3: California.
1: But still, you know, sometimes the cons some and, and don't put it on as a liberal thing because it's not a completely liberal thing. Sometimes the conservatives go way farther on that end than yeah. You know, it's not I'm, a liberal I'm not or a conservative a political
3: thing. thing. But you have not seen legends. No,
1: but I'm saying. Can you let me finish? It, there's there's yes. There's could, could you let me finish?
3: Well, then the show will be five you. hours. But the
1: um, yes the no
3: the, the laws that have been proposed about you know stopping this illegally have been in California there's yes. a different market in Orlando than there is in California
1: right and that's <sighs> No, I think that there are a handful of laws that probably got, I mean, I don't know what Florida state law is. I'll say that right now. I don't know what Florida state law is. I know that there are probably steps that people have demanded the Florida, that Florida take to um, ban and control this these types of actions or these types of performances, whatever. But you have to start somewhere with change you always
3: have to say Yeah, and I think business-wise I and wouldn't it, have started it in California.
1: And you know what? SeaWorld, but SeaWorld does a lot of good things. You know, they do help with a lot of rescue and re- animal rehabilitation programs. We're not discussing that. And you know what? We're discussing whether they should have started
3: in San Diego or they should have started in Orlando from a business standpoint. Right.
1: But my point is is even though they do a lot of that on both coasts all of that has always been overshadowed by all of the stunts and all of this. You know, all the, the animal shows and all the activities like that. It's always been overshadowed no matter what. But they've been doing this for the history of their parks.
3: My point is that I, th- I could see it being very possible that business wise, I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree. I'm just looking at it from an, I'm, I'm not slash perspective that See that I could see SeaWorld closing in California before Orlando in the next 10, 15 years. Based on
1: I don't think Based so, on if... the
3: direction that society is right. going. I'm not saying yeah, I agree at... with society. I'm just saying to go from that movie was so. But if you. Well, but wait, that movie, whether it was totally bogus or whether it was real, that's irrelevant. The point is they've right. lost money since that movie came out. They're sending out $50 right. weekend. Like they and then doing this in some ways, if you read any of the articles, they all started with a negative perspective. They didn't they all started with not saying that I agree or disagree. I'm just saying every article I looked, I looked at Forbes, I looked like there were business, and it all started with how much they lost, Blackfish, oh, and by the way, this is what they're doing to try to fix it. It wasn't,
0: hey, look at this great thing that they're trying to do. Which I think if I'm a company... Now, you, now you said that they're going to wait until after California's done before they start in Orlando. That doesn't make any sense because it would be... Then it would I be think like that 10 they want
1: to... I f- think that by doing that, it's a smart business move because they're trying this. They're looking to yeah, see what if, the response is. if the construction is. is
0: three years...
1: Right, but look how huge this sucker is. Right,
0: but that it's means that Orlando is going to get feet. it until 2020 or something.
1: You know what? But they'll figure out to develop they'll figure out a way to develop it and I maybe would not they'll
0: have not... universal build it for them.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh. They do have a purpose. Okay, so
0: I'm going to go around
1: well, and ask because
3: I obviously got into this debate. Um do you think SeaWorld will close in our lifetime? I think it's I don't think it's going to be around in the same Okay, maybe not close, but the killer orcas will be gone. Dolphins, like, it might become a totally different thing. I think, yes, because, and I'm not saying I agree. Jump them through fire hoops. Go ahead and email me at Tony. Uh, whatever my email is. Like, I don't care. It really is about, I'm just saying the trend, the way it seems to be going. Like, if you would have said, and I know, don't, don't, please don't get into a whole medical discussion, Nancy, for a second. But, no, 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 wait, no wait, that's okay. No, I'll tell you. If you would have said 10 years ago, that There would be – people would be building – there would be no smoking anywhere. You'd be like, wait, anywhere? Well, it's kind of where it is. I'm not saying it's equal. I'm just saying there's things that happen in a society while wow, this is deep that all of a sudden things change whether you agree with them or not or whether they're, they're right. – their val- Whether the value is right or not.
1: I I right. think
3: that they hit that – I hate to say that that movie might have killed SeaWorld but I think –
0: it might have killed SeaWorld.
3: And I think in our lifetime, SeaWorld would be gone.
0: Will, the, will there ever be a point where the where people have forgotten about the movie and where the effect of the movie diminishes?
3: I Yes. See, I disagree. That is the nature of things. No, but where yeah. I disagree. How many people? Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Well, what I do where I disagree is that I don't think that – like I, I've not seen the movie or anything. But it made me question the concept of – Right. A killer whale in a tub, basically. Like, and I'm Rimp totally rings. like, okay, I've, I have, um, things that I would be dead if it wasn't for animal testing. I don't need to get in my personal life and medical issues. But, so I have no problem with any of that stuff at all. But for the first time ever, I, th- well, maybe, maybe they shouldn't be in there where I'm Mr. Hey, if I'm going to pay the, I want to see a Shamu jump, I'm going to pay 50 bucks to see Shamu jump. But it made me just the, kind of the hubbub, rethink stuff. Not saying that I'm never going to not go Fast to SeaWorld. I totally go. Yes, I think it's one of those things where people are like, uh, like now it's a, I,
1: I now it's it's
3: a uh, you know what, I don't need to go. Because there's that, uh, almost like there's become a stigma.
1: I think it's going to be just like, I think it's going to carry as much stigma weight as Fast Food Nation and Super Size me. Uh You know, there's a section of the population who goes, oh, my God, did you see that burger that never rotted? And there's a section of the population and then the rest of the population goes on about their their whole stuff in their face with McDonald's every day. That's a really good I think that.
3: You know what? No, I'm serious. I think that. Though, but if you think about it, hasn't fast food tried to change their perceptions Sin, kind of since that whole th- where now they're oh we've got fresh and fast fruit. food hasn't died no but we have but they've changed their menus wow this is like a deep
1: well and discussion. gee that's exactly what that's exactly what Sea trying to do the, SeaWorld is is gonna turn it all the the biggest thing I can say is no it's not going to be dead because it's going to become Animal Kingdom. It's going to become a place, or it's going to become some variation in between a zoo and animal kingdom. It's going to become, it's going to become like the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago. It's going to become like the Monterey Bay Aquarium.
3: So then, only bigger
1: and more okay, property. So then, the next it's question going is: to, can it, They
3: charge what they charge now if it's turning into an aquarium with some rides?
1: Uh, look at animal kingdom.
3: That's Disney.
1: But it's still the same exact point. It's still the same kind of park with the same kind of attractions.
0: I think the problem that the San Diego Park has that the Orlando Park doesn't have is the regulations mm-hmm. for heights of the rides and things like that. They can't because they are right on the coast. They can't build huge coasters and things like that. So,
1: And that's what makes them great for families with young kids. Yeah. And it makes it good for school age kids. You know, kids are maybe too scared to ride all these big giant rides. I mean, I'm really turned off. I I'll never step foot in Magic Mountain. Why? <laughs> because it's a park filled with extremist giant rides. And I grew up. Now, what if Magic Mountain from a got
3: Shamu, and they have Shamu and Magic Mountain?
1: <laughs> yeah, that won't help them. Nothing will help them. I didn't mean nothing to have a serious discussion, but I
3: book. think it's a kind
1: of a- Michael, you but got
2: it, nothing? No, it's a good, valid discussion. Well, you never asked me to. Oh,
3: well, but I assumed you would butt in. i He <laughs> didn't actually but- ask I'm me. I'm still... I, I, <laughs> well, okay. I know that you've got that whole financial relationship with the, the new SeaWorld oh, thing goodness. with the global hygiene revolution, so I thought you might be biased. <laughs> yeah, what do you think?
2: I, I think it's in the best interest of people that care about animals that this doesn't go away. Because I think when people go to zoos and they see giraffes and they see elephants and then they go to SeaWorld and they see the dolphins and they see the, the orcas and they think, what magnificent animals these are. Uh, we, we have to save them. We, we have to make sure they survive. Once we don't see these animals anymore at SeaWorld... Or in zoos, we're going to forget about them. And then what's going to happen to them? Um, so I, I think the people that are so concerned about animals should be working in partnership with places like SeaWorld to, to, to make sure that these animals are getting good care and encouraging the public to learn more about them so that we can work to save the ones that are out in the wild.
1: I thought this was brilliant. I totally, that was beautifully spoken, Michael. And I thought it was a brilliant idea. Based on those exactly based on those exact reasons that Michael gave. When I saw the link to the news conference um pop up in my email. Thanks, Kathy. Um when I saw the link pop up, I was like, This is pure freaking genius. They've decided to finally take the balls in their hands and the killer whales. just never mind. and just (laughs) you know sea world has been sitting by idly you know in some people's i should say in some people's opinions sea world has been sitting there biding its time and not responding and not uh, not meeting the aggressors toe-to-toe in argument about this what a brilliant way and a brilliant response to say look if the world is you know if our day has come and the world has grown beyond what we are offering it's now our chance to take it in hand and run with it and grow with it
0: see i miss the days when you could go to your local supermarket and you could see the whale that's frozen in the in the back of this truck did you guys ever do that when you were kids I'm making a movie
3: no
2: about point, that, Tom. <laughs> Where did you grow up? The Arctic <laughs> Circle. This
0: was the '70s. They'd have they'd have refrigerator <laughs> trucks with a way wh- a frozen whale inside.
1: No way. Only in Fresno. I
0: guess. Yeah. Was this a big carval whale? Only
1: in cake? freaking Fresno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an Aleutian population in Fresno? No,
0: it was, it was no. This was just a, like a traveling exhibit. You know, like the.
1: Anyway. No. So. No. no okay not in the midwest we didn't
3: weird okay i'm googling frozen whale oh, in truck i'm not finding <laughs> anything
1: okay
3: maybe I wait the it. little irvy wh- okay wait maybe yes the, the little irvy whale truck yes wow that was it okay thank you you're right wow oh my gosh Okay, I make it. I'm making... i have Blackfish 2 is about to be made by me. <laughs> Tony, who's never cared <laughs> so about animal could, like rights. Like I said, the 70s. Before. I've never cared about the animal rights not, before, but now this is kind of disturbing me. <laughs> Tyrone Malone's little Irvy frozen <laughs> whale rode around the country in Canada for 20 years. When Malone passed on... So how long did you live in Canada, yeah. punk? <laughs> No, wait, we're no, not done. Mind. Listen to this. Little Irvy the whale was taken out of the whale trailer and buried in Tulare, California on a dairy.
0: Okay, see, so it's my neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This Whoa, is wait, this is... wait, it gets even better. What
2: great fertilizer.
3: The whale truck <laughs> I know, right? The whale truck was then sold to Mac Abernathy near Waco, Texas. Gary Rees has purchased the whale truck and trailer and has plans to restore them. Oh, I am now I'm going to I want this thing restored, Tom. Talk about I, I won't go to SeaWorld cuz it's freaking me out. But the frozen whale, the frozen, frozen whale. the frozen whale in the truck is pretty amazing. Yes, no, you're wow, this is really interesting. Little I'm looking at the poster. This is from their Facebook page. <laughs> Google Little Irby, Irvy, I R V Y. Little Irvy is a perfectly preserved whale being shown with authorization from the US government. And dedicated to the study and protection of whales. See, it's like what Michael said. It's like SeaWorld on ice. Yes. (laughs) Wait, Tom, you know what else you saw? Also in this fabulous display, you'll see a 50-pound octopus, 12-pound lobster, 540-pound black sea bass, and a six-foot tiger shark. You'll see all five fantastic exhibits in this beautiful, back in the 70s, $150,000 show truck and trailer. I think we have a new disunplugged Disneyland. I think this is I'm gonna quit my job and get uh, little Irvy. There's
2: Irv- even a YouTube video of this.
0: <laughs> little Irvy. I'm sorry, I got you a wayside. That track. is the coolest this makes the whole thing Wow. So it
3: actually, it, has a, it has its own Facebook page. Yeah, that's where I got the information. Wow. <laughs> this makes me want to get my license so I can drive a big rig. <laughs> Hauling Little Irvy. <laughs> where are you hauling? So, like, uh, so it'd be like Smokey. We could do a whole new remake of Smokey and the Bandit and everything with <laughs> Little Irvy the, the Whale Truck. Wow. Thank you, Tom. You've made my day. <laughs> little Irvy.
0: Where did you see Little Irvy? Was it like a field trip? No, it was at, it was like in the supermarket parking lot. Like Circus Vargas. The supermarket parking lot. Hmm? Like Circus Vargas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the carnivals and stuff like wow. that. Wow. Little Irvy, the world's most famous whale.
3: Wow, I miss the 70s. We wouldn't have even had this discussion about shit. We would have said, why aren't there... They need to have more killer whales in that small tub. That's what we'd be saying. Let's let's freeze them. Yeah, let's freeze them and drive them around the country.
0: Oh, I guess that's the
3: news.
1: Oh, my. Thank
0: you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael.
1: We haven't oh, even gosh. done rapid fire. Oh, all right. <laughs> no. Wait, Nancy,
3: you were talking for half the half of our debate. Remember? Just to remind. Oh, me.
1: oh, please. <coughs> so
3: it's, it's, I know for you, half you know half of a day is. Anyways, I'm gonna am gonna watch the right, YouTube Mike, well, video. Sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> well, it's not little Irvy, but PBS and American Experience have announced that Walt Disney a new four-hour, two-night film that explores the life and legacy of one of America's most enduring and influential storytellers will premiere in the fall of 2015. This film will feature rare archival footage from the Disney Vault, scenes from some of his greatest films, and includes interviews with animators, artists who worked on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and Imagineers who helped design Disneyland. So in the, they have a little press release, and it goes on and on and on and it it says in 1966 the year walt disney died 240 million people saw a disney movie 100 million tuned in weekly to a disney television program 80 million bought disney merchandise and close to 7 million visited disneyland nearly 50 years later his reach remains enormous few creative figures before or since have held such a long-lasting place in american life and popular culture. So set your DVRs now for this. I'm I'm hoping it's going to be good. I always, you know, you know, you always get a little nervous cuz it you, you never know what are they going to do. Right. Because they later as this continues on this press release I'm reading, it, it, they talk about how he was a polarizing figure. So that that gets me a little nervous. Because, you know, we've seen, um, printed material, like, um, that, that have really done a hatchet job on him. Like, um, you know, Walt Disney, if you've ever read, um, Hollywood's Dark Prince, which was just a terrible book, just filled with fiction. And even the Neil Gabler book, Diane Disney Miller, really was a very harsh critic about the material in there and, um, was very vocal to the Disney company about their support of that book. And she refused to uh, allow it to be sold at the museum because uh, the way it portrayed um, Walt Disney and and his relationship with Lillian and and some of the um, aspects of his personality that that she said were not true. So anyway, so let's hope for the best. Um, It's exciting that, that though, that he will be getting some recognition So looking forward to this. Cool. Thank you, Michael. Uh,
0: I will go next. A couple quick things. One, Michael talked about the Mark Train Riverboat being down for um, Dapper Day. That is actually a fairly lengthy refurbishment. Goes down September 5th, comes back up November 27th. So that's, what, 10, 11 weeks or something like that. So just something to be aware of. Also, if your annual pass expires... In the last quarter of the year, you should have by now received a handy dandy, in my hands, uh, postcard from Disney, the Disneyland Resort, inviting you to a special after-hours event on September second at California Adventure from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. And this is a throwback theme event, so with a variety of special entertainment, character meet and greets, and things like that. Is Little Irvy um, going to be there? Throw I may be, yes. He or she may be. Uh, so if your pass if, if expires in, in the in the last quarter of the year, uh, if you haven't received a postcard, you might want to go to disneyland.com slash event and log in and, and you can uh, register there. Um, it's that pass holder plus five additional pass holder guests. Uh, you have to register in advance. Space is limited. Registration opened yesterday, the 20th. And uh, you can register until midnight on August 30th or until all the space is gone. So, uh, Nancy.
1: Okay, as you know, we've had a a bunch of fun things happening at Disneyland over the summer, including the recent um, Adventure Trading Company um, program where you hunt for juju. In the parks and of course the, um, the Legends of Frontierland, um, experience. Well, they announced, um, this week that the very last supplies of Juju have arrived at the Disneyland Park. So be aware that, um, that the Adventureland Trading, um, company will be ending in the near future. So get out there this weekend to definitely see if you can get some juju. And then also Frontierland's um, great event it will be ending September 1st. So that's only a couple weekends. So if you've really enjoyed these, make sure you get out and finish them up.
0: Very cool. Uh, West and I, West wanted to do the Frontierland thing, but we didn't get to the parks until, like I said, 4.30. And it, like, ends at 5, so it was yeah. just too... There's no way to get in the middle of it at that point, so we just went on the went on the roller coaster instead. All right, uh, Tony.
3: Well, sorry, I just want to keep making little Irvy references. So <laughs> sorry, I just can't help it. Wasn't there that Elton John song? Remember? Whoa, little Irvy Oh, it was little genie, little genie. I'm sorry. Thank you again. Musical references, nobody gets. I had Slash, and now. Little Genie. Anyways, that's okay. I know Elton
2: John. <laughs> you just don't
3: know my version of Little Genie.
2: Slash little yes, I did recognize Okay, you. thank
3: you. But it just wasn't funny enough for you to laugh. Thank you. That's okay. Um, Roscoe's is finally Yay. maybe going to open this month. Yes, finally. After how many years of on and off construction, people?
0: Yes, exactly.
3: Two. After two years, it might... The keyword is might finally open this month. The restaurant's health inspection has been approved, clearing the way for it to open, said somebody who's the director of environmental health with the Orange County Healthcare Agency. And the approval came though after the agency raised concerns about pending plumbing and construction, construction issues while also noting that the restaurant needed additional paper towel dispensers and splash guards.
1: Because like,
0: that's the important things. Yeah.
3: Okay, and we don't think, and we think SeaWorld's going to get their thing done in, in how many years? <laughs> they didn't They didn't let Roscoe's open because they didn't have a to paper towel, fewer towel dispensers. Yeah,
1: InBev is not a small company. Roscoe's is. <laughs> so, an
3: opening date has not been provided. So, we're just getting closer. It's like teasing us again. When it opens, it'll be the chain's largest location at 7,000 square feet. And I love this quote from Elma Washington, who manages the Long Beach location. We're not going to have a br- big grand opening. We're just going to open our doors for business, Washington said. But it will be this month for sure. Like, hey, man, if we can finally get this place open, then I mean, we're just going to get it open. Um,
0: it's, it's two story. Yeah.
3: It's yeah. nice. So yeah. this month, That's supposedly. Nice. It's However, gonna
0: parking, parking is, is um, going to be a major issue, I think. I don't think there's enough parking there.
3: Yeah, and you know what's funny, and not I'm gonna bring it back because we need the show to be the longest one ever. Um, mm-hmm. Is uh the we talked about the downtown Anaheim stuff? Parking there is an issue, right. and it's interesting that I'm starting to you know it's the whole why Walt left Anaheim kind of issue is now everybody's starting now they're redeveloping stuff and trying to make it better, but there's no parking. There's not enough mm-hmm.
0: space for parking,
3: and like yeah. you said, that's going to be an issue there too.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's it. Cool. Thank you, Tony. Um, that will do it for rapid fire time for our thread of the week. And since Mary Jo's not here, I picked it out. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Because I'm that cool. All right, this comes from... I love this name. True. Poo 2. Um, it's, a, it's a simple question. Um, early morning entry or not? We have our first Disneyland trip coming up in the fall, staying on site... Um, at Disney World, they use Tony's plan. They often do a park that does not have early entry for lower yeah. crowds. Should we use the same strategy for Disneyland? We have three mornings to to plan out, We, and we do have park hoppers. Tony, you go first. I think in Disneyland, you have to do the early. Because I don't think it's as
3: crazy as Disney World, where you have so many people going. And because the majority of the park is are locals, people want to sleep in. You can get so much stuff done at Disneyland if you get there right when it opens. By 11, you can have hit all the big rides. and So I say definitely. I would disagree with that in Disney World, but in Disneyland, I'd say yes.
0: Uh, who else wants to comment?
1: I got to agree with him. Okay.
2: Wow. Yeah, you're, I you're agree, so agree with Tony, too. But you have to get there well before right. the gates open because the lines are so freaking low to get through, slow to get through the turnstile. Because they have to take photos of people. (laughs) And then there's the people that don't realize when they get up to the turnstile, oh, I need to have my passport available. So then they start fumbling around in their purses and wallets looking for (laughs) it. Wow.
0: What about for a California Adventure? Does it it work the same way there? Has anybody done early, early entry at California Adventure?
1: No, but I imagine it's pretty much still the same. As far as that goes, you know, if early is early, Mm -hmm. you've got a lot of people here who sleep in, including me. I I will admit, I hate early entry (laughs) because I want to stay up and I want to do all the fun things at nighttime. Right, right. And for me, it's either one or the other. I'm I'm just... I've gotten to become an old fart. (laughs) I, I really have. And I mean that in the best possible way. It's not an old fart thing. It's just, it, it's just become, I'm a creature habit mm-hmm. now. I, I did all that stuff in my younger years. You know, I think that's what I get for hitting Disney hard early. <laughs> and now I don't care to do that. I care to relax a little more on vacation.
0: All right. Very cool. If you want to weigh in on that, I will have a link in the show notes. It's from Poo Two early morning entry or not. Also the thread that I started, last week for the Protect, Destroy, and Steal has is still active, and people are throwing in their thoughts, so I'll, I'll make sure I'll link in that again. Maybe next week we can do a DCA version of that. That would, that would be fun. Um, anyway, that is going to do it at this point for this segment of the Diz Unplug. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week, and of course we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.